0: CavsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, November the 8th. Virginia is bowl eligible for the first time since 2011. Um, it feels a lot longer than that. Um, the last few weeks have certainly taken <laughs> many, many years off of people's lives, um, but uh, it finally got done. And so we will definitely talk about that. Um, we're also going to uh, make this kind of serve as our preseason basketball podcast I always feel like basketball gets shortchanged because it happens in the middle of football Or at the end of football season So football season we do countdowns and we do big camp stuff And then you do, uh, we have like a whole preseason prediction podcast uh, Basketball it's like, oh yeah, basketball's going to start, let's talk about that uh, So that will be tonight, uh, we will do that um, as we normally do Um and I think it's uh it should be a little lively discussion. Um, I'm curious to see what the guys think uh, about this team. Uh, speaking of, let's go around and introduce everybody. Up in uh, Fishersville, David Spence is on the show. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm fe- feeling very bowl eligible, Brad. I appreciate you asking. <laughs> who Dave's on the board? At Who Dave's on Twitter? <laughs>
0: how How does feeling very bowl eligible feel? Is it like Are you warm? Like do you, do you does your skin feel clammy? Like what's what? You know, don't, actually, don't yeah. answer that. Um, up in Arlington, staff writer Justin Ferber is also on the show. How are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing well, doing well. Also bowl eligible. Survived the triple option skullduggery last week. Ooh, um, skullduggery. Not to yeah, mention the right. throwing. Yeah, SAT word. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. <laughs> At Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Let's
0: get going. And cats, wow, <laughs> cats corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner, great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. Anybody who listens to this show knows I'm I'm very uh, prone to ask if you are surprised by things. I think that's like my uh, my crutch. I'm always asking you guys like, so were, were we surprised by this? Like, I don't know why that's always a thing. So I'm not going to ask if you were surprised. I am going to ask how relieved you are. Um, I said on the radio today that had Virginia play had virginia beaten bc they would have lost the next two games anyway um because they were going to go through that little funk but i am kind of i don't know i just didn't expect georgia tech to be the the one i I've, i thought they had a better chance for it to be louisville um but dave let's start with you how relieved are you uh that the cavaliers are finally ball eligible
1: uh, it's hard to quantify man i mean it, it's such a weird feeling and i like, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy and be like, oh, it's been so long and I don't know how to feel, but it's been so long. I don't know how to feel. Um, Saturday was amazing. Um, just, I know we're going to talk more in depth about Saturday's game, but just the way it happened, like makes it even sweeter. Um, it was one of my favorite walks. Yeah. You know, you know post games, <laughs> post game trips back to the tailgate spot to get the vehicle and head home in a very long time. Um, yeah, I was optimistic going in. I mean, I, I didn't think beating Georgia Tech was out of the question, um, but it, it was unlikely. And coming out of it, um, after the previous two weeks and and just you know the game itself and everything else, like I, I can't think of a better knowing the result, a, a more stressful game that that equaled a better, you know, a better way to cap a surprising, you know. Not maybe not surprising season, but a surprising result of a game and turnaround even. So here we are.
0: Yeah, it is kind of interesting to me. Um I forget I always forget which one of you guys says something. I always want to attribute it to the wrong one. But I don't so I'm gonna say I don't remember which one of you guys said it. But basically that had we predicted this in the preseason, people would have like laughed at us. Um and that's I think that is true to some respect. Um Ferber, what about you? How how relieved are you? That you don't have to to worry about you know bowl eligibility questions uh, for I the am, rest of the season.
2: I, I'm am relieved for you and me uh, <laughs> as people who <laughs> kind of patrol the message board and yeah read read a lot of angry threads. It was nice to come back home on uh, Saturday night late after my almost three hour drive back to Northern Virginia in the rain um, to read read the message board and and see some. You know, a lot of times we laugh, like, oh, why are there so many different threads for the same kind of topic? But they were all good topics this time, so no complaints. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel good good for the players, and um, I mentioned this on Twitter after the game, pretty much as soon as it ended, but, um, you know, I've seen threads and tweets, and just people have asked me about it and talked about it for a long time, but... I mean, since the end of the outgrow era, really, um, UVA's attendance has been down. There's been a lot of empty seats. It's been few and far between when they've had more than 50,000 or so, um, especially considering that when they do, it's usually like an invasion of away fans like Notre Dame or BYU or Virginia Tech, um, fans coming to Charlottesville. So, um, I don't think enough credit gets given to the people who are there, um, and I kind of wanted to shout them out on Twitter. And, I mean, obviously Dave is somebody who sat out in the rain for almost four hours and watched this game. And, and he watched a lot of other games that didn't go this well um, in the in the years that have preceded this one, um, even a few weeks ago when they lost 41-10 to 10 to Boston College's favorites. Um, but, I mean, I feel like the people who, who have sat through all those tough games at Scott Stadium, and there are, you know, those people exist. They've been in all these games. You know, they deserve to have something good happen, just like the players deserve to have, you know, their hard work pay off. Um, So I think that the people that, you know, have supported this program through thick and thin deserve some credit, even though it may not be as many people as uh, other fan bases might have had in in similar situations. But um, just the game itself, like Dave said, it was about as crazy of a game as you can possibly imagine. I mean, I I took some notes when I rewatched it on Sunday. uh, I'll run through it real quick. Here's some of the stuff that happened. Uh, poured down rain. There's 76 points. There's a kick return for a touchdown, which almost never happens for UVA. I don't even remember when the last one was. Um, Terrence Fells Really? Yep. Uh, that must have been squibbed or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a squib uh, kick.
0: He picked it up and ran it back.
2: Yep. Wow. Um. There was a block punt. There was a 78 yard rushing touchdown by a quarterback. Um. There was a safety, which you know they don't happen very often. Um. There were more than, there were, I think there were four 30 plus yard touchdown passes in the game. Um, there were 29 points in a four minute and 55 second span to start the second half, which in itself is, if that was the weirdest thing about this game, that would have been really weird. Um, there were UVA was down 15 and came back to win. Um, there were two lead changes in the final four minutes of the game. And bizarrely enough, there was an up. P.A.T. that hit both uprights and went Both in. uprights! That, that ended up being a huge play in the game, too. I mean, it wasn't a meaningless extra point. Um, and then you have, obviously, UVA winning to become bowl eligible as a 10-point underdog uh, when they haven't been bowl eligible since 2011. So all that adds up to a crazy, crazy, crazy game. One of the craziest I've ever seen and an awesome experience you, for uh, UVA fans, for sure. You know
1: what's funny, Justin? You, you mentioned the the four touchdowns to start the second half. But if you go back to the f- end of the first half, Georgia Tech scored with like two minutes left. Then Joe Reed returned the court- the kickoff, so there was technically six touchdowns in like seven minutes of game time. Right, um, and Virginia and made Tech three almost field got goals. More points. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Georgia Tech almost got more points. Yep. Um, at the end of the first half, but they were, just weren't able to finish the drive. But yeah, yeah, that was a that was quite the sequence. <laughs> how,
0: how many games have a kick return for touchdown? interception return for a touchdown and a safety
1: Boise State yeah just that it's <laughs> insane like
0: those are those are, I mean think yeah. about it. like how I mean like you get one of those a game you know the interception return for a touchdown seems to happen pretty frequently right but like Virginia had what one safety all the year last year am I right Do one year, what, just the one at Duke that oh, i touchdown. guess yeah, no, that it was wasn't. it was a touchdown so like that's what i'm saying like just those three things like forever said just at the points it it it's funny how like when you're running down the list it's like oh holy crap like that is a snazzy little game <laughs> like i like it like it was and it was it was fun because um it there was a lot of stuff that like uh and that doesn't
2: even count the two reviews that were like crazy reviews that ended that's true yeah true that's true plays. yeah that's true
0: I mean, if if all you had was UVA scoring a touchdown in the last minute to win it, ha! Huh, um, that would that would uh, there were like there are lots of little like little uh, slices that by themselves would have made the game crazy. So altogether, it's it's crazy listening to you l- list them all out. It's like wow. Um, but I want to I want to explain something. So most people who who cover uh, football games, who write stories, write gamers, right – if you're writing a gamer, you're typically doing something as the game continues to go on, and I have I've had a love hate relationship with gamers for a long time. So I used to do this thing where I like or I wrote it throughout the game, and then I stopped because I thought, you know what, I want to see the whole thing before I try to, to try to figure out what the story is. And then I started kind of doing a little bit of both, which is I I write certain things and then I write other things. And anytime there's a dramatic kind of swing, I'm, I'm I catch myself writing more than normal. And I basically had to scrap the entire gamer right at one point. I mean like I was able to use a lot of the like the TikTok of it all, like the you know, this 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 play and this play and that play and this how much time was left in the score. But like a lot of it, like the angle when UVA won it was just completely skewed. And I I, I can't remember the last time I had a UVA game story that like I had to scrap because I don't think I actually wrote one for Notre Dame or Louisville those two games that basically turned, like I wasn't in the same spot. Um, and so to, it's funny because Justin mentioned the the message board earlier. There's a uh, spoiler. Alert, when, when Virginia wins, I don't check the board. It's on autopilot. Right. And this year is the first time in years that I've been able to do this with any regularity. So I wasn't going to look. Um, But, but what's funny about it is, is that like, it was nice when the game, like when the game was over, and they've they made they they've, they've they've earned their sixth win, they're going to a bowl. It's like, man, the thing is going to be an auto because like nobody's nobody's upset about this, you know what I mean? And it is funny how like a, how much of a quality of life increase that is when the team you cover is winning, um, even if they lose the next three. I mean, people will be salty, but they'll still get to talk about whether or not they want to go to Annapolis or not, um, which is which is going to be fun. And and I mean, look, we'll have bowl practices to cover. Uh, it makes my life hectic because this is that place where it, where the two seasons intersect, and all of a sudden there's a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Um, and you do and you know, you're kind of bouncing back and forth and whatnot. But it's certainly a, a great win for the program and, and a nice step in the right direction, and you know, some sense of validation for some um, some a- aspects of the thing. I mean, we've we talked about enough about Broncos sort of weirdness and the weird way he does things that I don't think it'll come as a shock to 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 know that there are lots of people who who look at that stuff and think it's it's all bogus and then it's it's worthless and blah blah blah. Well, you know what? See, something seems to be working. Now, how to to what degree it's working, I guess that w- it remains to be seen. Um now they get to switch from the triple option uh to the cheat code. Um I don't know what Dave, you're you're usually good on the lines. What's uh What's the current line as we as we speak right now?
1: Yeah, eleven and a half. Uh, The over under is like sixty six. Where did it start? Started about ten and a half in some books, eleven in other. So yeah, it's it's it's, been hovering basically the same. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of movement on it, uh, which isn't surprising. I'm curious
0: what the thought process is there. Is it just because Louisville's coming off a Uh, buy, Virginia lack of focus on the on the road after being bowl eligible?
1: You know. I was kind of big on that ESPN power index early in the season. And for Virginia, it just hasn't worked this year. Like, you know, it, they had Georgia tech, the power, the football power index had a, had Georgia tech as an 81.8% chance of winning that game. And, you know, that just means, you know, there's 20% chance Virginia can't actually, it, it's higher for Louisville. We only have like a nine percent chance of winning this game uh, according to the power index. So I, I guess we just don't match up in a lot of the areas they look at. Um, but when you think about it, I mean, it could be a close game. We're on the road. Um, the way Lamar Jackson can make things happen, let's say it's a close game, it's a touchdown. I mean, it, it doesn't take much for Lamar to make it two touchdowns. Um, so, I mean, I, I can understand the line, and it's probably scary. Louisville's had a bye week. What are they going to be like coming out of it? Um, Virginia's going to potentially have, a you know, the biggest win this program's had probably I – yeah. Mean, I mean, there's been some decent wins since 2011, um, but but I would argue it's the biggest the biggest win any of the kids on the current roster have had, um, most meaningful. So will there be a hangover effect? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's a tempting line to take, but because <laughs>
0: He's going, I don't I know. Mean, but
1: here's the thing: like it sounds like a lot of points, right? But I I wouldn't be willing to put money on it because it makes me think they know something I don't. Um, yeah, that's so, a good point. I mean, the money line itself is, is where I kind of look to see how confident they are on it. So, I mean, if you bet Ginny to win for hundred bucks, you'd win three hundred and forty. So, it, it's a pretty big money line for Virginia to win this game. So, um,
0: interesting. Yeah. So, from an X's and O's standpoint, and spoiler alert, by the time you hear this, uh, the behind the lines piece will have already run with um, Howie Lindsay from over at Cardinal Sport. And he is not very high on on Louisville's defense, um, and with good reason. I mean that 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 unit is has been beat up. What I find interesting though is that he he comes to this to this in his summary of like you know what's going to happen. He believes that hey, look, Louisville's going to score forty points, and I'm like, really? Now that's not to say that that Jackson can't score forty points. It's just like he just off the top just said, "Yep, they're going to score forty points." Um, I'm 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 curious. How confident you guys are uh in in Louisville's ability to do that ferber let's start with you. Do you think uh the the cards are gonna are gonna score forty in this game?
2: I mean it's possible uh, they've scored forty a few times this year already, so I wouldn't rule it out um is a big number for any team honestly um it depends it depends on how. I think UVA is going to probably want to control time of possession a little bit more in this game. Um, keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hand. They did a really good job with that last uh, year when they played them. Remember that UVA came into that game going no huddle pretty much every week up to that point. And then, you know, they totally reversed that um, into going into that Louisville game. We were like, oh, wow, they're huddling now. Um, and it worked. It kept Lamar Jackson off the field, uh, kept the game close. Unfortunately, um You know They they had too many three-and-outs and and turnovers in the second half that let Louisville kind of get back into the game. Um, But, I mean, I think that's the recipe, and if Virginia can move the chains and and avoid these three-and-outs and and quick drives that have plagued their offense this year, um, and even, I mean, they scored 40 points in that Georgia Tech game, but if you go look at the drive summary, there were a lot of drives where they started in pretty good field position or got into good field position and then came away with no points, so... I mean, I think that you can't afford too much of that in this game. Um, you can't let Louisville uh, get ahead by more than probably 14, or else they're going to just start rolling downhill. Um, and I, I think, obviously, like, Lamar Jackson's the type of player that can put up points in bunches, but 40's a lot. Um, I'm not going to predict them to score 40, but, I mean, I, I certainly could see it. Having said that, on the flip side... Um, UVA just scored 40 points this past week in important rain. So, um, And Louisville's defense hasn't been very good against the pass, so if UVA comes out a little bit more pass-heavy in this game, which I think they should, um, and coming from somebody who's been a proponent of them needing to run the ball more to be successful, um, I think if they can pass the ball effectively and move the chains, then they'll have a
1: chance to put up a lot of points of their own. What do you think, Dave? I mean, 40 point guaranteeing they score 40 seems a little much... Um... They've scored forty. Uh, I think it's four times this year, over forty. Um, but the best team they scored forty on. They scored forty-seven on Carolina, uh, forty-two on Kent State, fifty-five on Murray State, uh, forty-five on Boston College. That Boston College is the best team they've scored forty on. Um, you know, Florida State held them to thirty-one. Uh, NC State held them to twenty-five. So I, I wouldn't guarantee they could they score forty, but. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, I, I personally think the way Virginia wins this game is through the air. Uh, Louisville's really, really not really good, at, very good against the pass. Um, so I can see Louisville scoring forty and losing this game. Um, I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. I think Virginia will try to, you know, try to run the ball. Like, although that's where Louisville's a little better, um, a little better defensively. But you know, we've seen. A nice game plans and like, look, I thought Georgia Tech would be a team we try to run the ball against, and we passed to set up the run on that one. So, um, I think it's gonna be fun. It's going you know, was it 70 76 points scored in this last game? <laughs> it or I would probably take the over in the 66. Um, just and it's not because I don't trust our defense, let's just Mar Jackson just does stuff that doesn't matter who you have. I mean. He's going to score. I I don't know what the number is. What would you say? He has like hundred and six touchdowns, Ferber or something.
2: hundred and six and eighty three in his last twenty two games. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure.
2: That's basically like less than two seasons. He has eighty three touchdowns.
1: Did Virginia score eighty three touchdowns last year? Like there's no way. Well, you know what's funny? No chance. No chance. Is, no it, chance. is that what's funny yeah.
0: is that um is that UVA's been t- it's touted the stat that that Ben Kirk's the first UVA quarterback or whatever with twenty. Touchdowns in his first two seasons at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now that's forty total, right? Yeah, yeah. Now think about that, right? Yeah, UVA Lamar's- doesn't
2: have two touch eighty three touchdowns in the last two years. Yes, yeah, so
0: that's doing crazy. That's just crazy. Yeah, that's insane. just crazy.
1: So, I, mean, I, um, I don't think it's an unwinnable game. Um, I, I think Virginia. You know, the one thing we've all seen Virginia struggle with defensively is quarterbacks improvising. Um, even Marshall was able to hurt hurt us a couple times with that. But I, I do think um, is Moore hurt? Like I hate to ask a question in the middle of a diatribe. <laughs> he didn't play very much against Georgia Tech, um, and I do think Chris Moore could be a, a big piece in this game as kind of that hybrid backer. Um, hmm. Between him and Mac, we've got a couple linebackers um, who might be able to get an angle on Jackson. But he's yeah. Gonna I do don't. I, I,
0: I, I don't know if he's hurt. He was definitely celebrating with the team as if he was not hurt. Um, let me see. Uh, participation report has
1: him as playing? I'm sure he played, but he definitely did not play as much as he had. Even the game before, um, and that which makes sense because you know Cook's a bigger a bigger guy against a team that's going to try to get get an offensive lineman on the outside linebacker.
0: Hmm. The uh, participation report in this week's notes cuts it off um, for some reason.
1: Anyway, yeah. Obviously, having Thornhill healthy and, um, and having more available, and and Mac, who's a little more athletic linebacker, yeah, they, they help. Um, but you know, Jackson's kind of a—I I won't say once in a lifetime talent, but he's—he's a very rare. No, very he's a once rare in rare a lifetime. No,
0: no, I would—I would agree with that.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, like last year, I felt like watching that game, and my my reaction, kind of going into this week, getting ready to write the previews and stuff, was. It seemed like UVA did a much better job against him than pretty much anybody else at that point. We were, like, shocked at how well UVA was doing in that game. And then you look at the numbers, and he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and he ran for almost 100. Um, and it still felt like, oh, they're really bottling him up, you know? Yeah. Well, I think some of he that, threw, too— Because he threw a pick, and they had a few sacks.
0: Well, I think some of that, too, was that he he had—he he was— he was really wide on a bunch of throws early. Yeah, he
2: sailed a few throws, like, early in the game. And, it and just, they, they kept, they kept like, sputtering on third and, like, four. And then I and think three,
0: UVA's like, offense, as I recall, was not not really hitting on much. And so I think he got more opportunities. And then they were scoring with the big plays. Um, there was that one where he just, like, I remember him running down the middle of the field. And he was like, oh, yeah. Um,
2: well, he also missed, like, a he, like, missed a guy wide open on, like, the first play of the game for, like, 80 yards. Yeah. Like, he just let it rip, and he just, like, overthrew him or something. And right. then they kind of, like, they battled back from there.
0: Um, the thing I found interesting, too, is that, I mean, how he was so, like, off the top. All right, but they're going to score 40. The question is whether or not they can keep Virginia from scoring 40. And I was like, oh. Now, there isn't. I thought it was interesting Earlier this week uh, On the teleconference Alameda L- Zacchaeus Was talking I asked him a question About the um, um, What he's seeing on film from, from Louisville's defense And how can they compare To what they did last year Because they've changed Defensive coordinators And he was like um, We like our matchups At some point I mean he just like Stocked himself And he just like Got himself composed he like, We we like our matchups And i was like Oh Okay And there was a little bit Of confidence there That I'm really curious To see If it's Uh well placed or not, but I think the thing about, um, you know, they are coming off a bye week, and that is going to be interesting. Are they able to 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 sort of use that as a springboard and be a little bit more fundamental, or is does that cause them to have maybe a little bit of a slow start? I don't I don't know. Um, I do want to talk about basketball, so let's uh, let's go ahead and start talking about our our predictions for this year game. Dave, we'll start with you. Since I can see you're now unmuted, um, what uh, what are your general thoughts on this one? And give me a pick. Oh wait, sorry, I I, I ruined that. Uh, in the preseason, Dave. Uh, in the preseason. Uh, oh no, where's my where's my thing? Oh no, oh no, there it is. Okay, in the preseason. Oh, that's not the right season. Okay, <laughs> I, I use the same little notebook. Can you tell? I was like, Oregon's on that schedule. That's not right. Okay, in the preseason, Dave, you had Virginia uh, losing this game, forty two to twenty four. How do you feel now?
1: Uh, I think also in the preseason I have Virginia six and three or seven and four at this point. I mean seven and two at this point. So
0: uh, let's see. Hold it only took one, two, six three six years. Four, five, 6. You had them at six and three with losses to Boise State, North Carolina, and Pittsburgh. Yep.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, anyway, so I mean, I, I have a hard time picking Virginia to win this game. Look, um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Very similar to last week. I wouldn't be surprised to see Virginia win it, but um, putting on my, you know, taking off the fan glasses for a little bit. Just, just the, just the distraction. Like, you know, our players are human. Yeah. You know, coaches are human. And, and uh, if you watch the coaches show last night, they talked for 58 minutes about the Georgia Tech game. The last two minutes were Louisville. Um, they're still putting out thank you videos for Georgia Tech yesterday. Um, And that's not to say they're not working or practicing hard, but I think when you're playing someone like Lamar Jackson, any second you're not focusing on him is a disadvantage. Uh, Plus, uh, the thing that kind of gets left off in the the hoopla of being bowl eligible is you just played Georgia Tech. Everyone in the ACC struggles playing after they played Georgia Tech um, and going on the road. So I'm going to pick Louisville to win. I don't like them getting to 40. I'll go 38 to 30 um, Louisville.
0: That's fair. Ferber, what about you? Where 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 your uh where's your mind on this one?
2: Yeah, I, I think I I agree with Dave in a lot of what he said. Um I remember when we did the preview for this before the season started, we didn't even talk about this game. We just all said Lamar Jackson and a score. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Um Yeah, good times. Um and that still kind of rings true even though UVA is at six wins. I mean I we can't like, forget about that. Also, I kind of wonder, I mean, I'm not that tuned in with Louisville's program overall, but I kind of wonder if they might look at what ha- almost happened to them in Charlottesville last year, where they would have really been embarrassed that they had lost that game, and uh, and kind of maybe use that as motivation for them this year to kind of prove, you know, themselves that, that it's not going to happen again, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for, for UVA to not have a hangover, I think. I mean, Especially, you know, you build up to that kind of accomplishment. They started talking about it before the game. And I think eventually, you know, you, you feel that weight lifted. And sometimes that weight being lifted can be a good thing. I mean, in 2011, um, they were able to get ball eligible against Maryland. And I think they won their next two, including a win at Florida State. Um, but every team's different. And I, I think that this is a tough challenge, especially like you said, Dave, coming out of the triple option. Um I think it would be really tough to come back from that and face a team that throws the ball all all the way around the field like Louisville does. Um, I'm not going to be that brazen and and pick, um, and pick Louisville to score 40 points. Um, I think that would be a little bit much, but I am going to say 3528 UVA or Louisville. Sorry. Wow. Um, (laughs) Wow. Thirty-five twenty-eight Louisville in a game that I think could be close, and I wouldn't be that shocked if UVA won it if they can get up, get off to like a really good start. But that would just be too much for me to predict at this point.
0: <laughs> it would have been so funny if that had been like your whole thing, and then at the end you'd be like UVA third
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: put it on the books, lock of the week for the if, record. If you uh, like uh, that, for wait also do my tech preview. You'll hear the same thing. <laughs>
0: Ferber uh, also picked uh, Louisville 42-24 in the preseason According to my little uh, handy dandy notebook I had, Sounds right I had Louisville winning it 33-20 um, Not sure who I thought Well like I guess they're not terrible at field goals now So who, who knows Look I uh, I feel very similar in this game To the one that UVA played last week Which is I'm still in a situation Where I need them to show it to me And what I mean by that now Is that I, I think the hangover effect Is a very real possibility uh, I do think, though, that when you're playing this team with this quarterback, been Trophy winner, going on the road, considering what they did to him last year, that is just – I mean, what what other scenario could you have where where the team wouldn't have a hangover? You know what I mean? Like, where where they don't go in – I mean, like, maybe if they are playing, like, a, a top-five team or something, right, um, or the number-one team in the country or something like that – this is a this is a game that is very easy, I think, for them to focus in on. As a matter of fact, I think that about the last three games, I think the hangover idea, um, it, I just don't buy it. It's I just, I, I just I don't buy it right now. That's not to say that I'm not going to pick Virginia to win this game because I'm not. Um, spoiler alert, but I feel like in in a lot of ways, this one for me is about. Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson and I think Virginia did a nice job last year of, of making him be somewhat pedestrian at times um or if not pedestrian somewhat less uh phenomy. um this I just I I wonder with him being a more um polished pocket passer a, a much more um, conscientious kind of thrower if that is going to if that's gonna really hurt them. Because I forget which one you guys mentioned earlier, but the, they've had a real problem with the with the quarterbacks who run not necessarily design runs, but when they run late uh in the play, when they sort of you know, tuck and go. Uh this is not the dude that you want to be playing uh when uh when you when he tucks and goes. Um you know it it would be good for Virginia to to to, get, to not get off on an, you know an auspicious start, I mean they they need they could start fast and that would that would certainly be helpful. I just worry that with this team, uh, who who they're playing, it's it's just gonna be it's hard to predict them to win. Um, but again, I won't be shocked if they do. I'll take I'll take Louisville uh, thirty three to twenty one. Um, let's do the props real quick because I did come up with some props, and then we'll switch over to, to hoops for the last half of the show. Um, so. Uh if I can find it in my fancy dancy little notebook. Um I gotta I gotta get this thing straight. Okay. All right. Uh Dave, we'll start with you. I want the over under for um forty points for uh for Louisville. Yes? Under uh, under under? Okay. Uh Ferber, what about you?
2: Under I already picked all right, well, I wasn't paying attention to what you
0: picked. Uh I'm gonna say under as well. Uh all right, uh under over for UVA scoring thirty. Dave.
1: I think I pushed. See, look, I y'all don't over. remember your own picks. Go over. To... I'll go over. All right, Ferber. Uh, uh, under, <laughs> Okay. I don't think this
2: is how over-unders work. Hey,
0: stop it. <laughs> Wait, thats not how under, over unders work. Over under thirty points for UVA scoring. It. What? Is,
2: what you, just because we just scores. did a preview,
0: just because we did a prediction. Over under one podcast. But you understand? Tonight. This looks different. This over. looks different on the screen. Okay, <laughs> this is for the this is for the people who come in and and, and want us to look at it. Okay,
2: I am. Uh, it's for the people. I digress. I digress.
0: All right, I'm gonna go under. All right, Kurt Benkirk, ben three touchdowns. Yes or no, Dave? I'll go yes. Verber
2: yep i think so too
0: Mm, i believe he throws all three of them um okay lamar jackson uh, excuse me uh who wins turnover
1: margin i'll say virginia okay ferber
2: oh man uh i'll say virginia because louisville doesn't force a ton yeah i'm gonna say
0: virginia too all right now my last one Y'all are just going to bear with me because I had an idea and I'm going to do it. <laughs> We've been bearing right. already. We're going to we're <laughs> going to guess Lamar Jackson's all-purpose yardage, but we're going to do it with a uh, Price Is Right sort of uh, vibe. Okay, so Dave, you get to go first, and I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Cue the cue the Da-da-da. music that we would get sued if we used. All right, Dave, what do you think? What are your what's your best guess for his all-purpose yardage?
1: I'll go four hundred and seventy-five. Wow, that's a lot of yards. Okay, firmer,
0: <laughs> firmer. What what you, what's your bid?
2: Five hundred and seventeen.
0: All right. Now here's the question. I want to go one just in case because I think it would be fun. That basically gives me uh, four hundred and seventy-four numbers. Um, but on but <laughs> like how, but how am I going to express that in on the graph? Right. I guess I just put prices right rules underneath
1: it. I'm gonna go one. Yeah, just you should in really text us before the podcast. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I like really it better. It's more it's
0: more uh, it's it's more organic this way. Okay, let's Come talk. Come on, Dave. Don't tell people yeah, we don't God, prepare for yeah, this. Yeah Dave, why are you telling people that this is like <laughs> accidental and stuff? Okay. Let's uh let's switch gears. We'll talk uh it's organic, all right. <laughs> we'll 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 talk uh
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it tastes like puddle water. Okay, look, let's uh Let's let's switch gears. All right, so the basketball season starts Friday night, and everybody's more excited to see. Oh, this would been a great prop bet. What are you more excited to see, uh, Jay and Dre, or the new Jumbotron? Um, that Jumbotron has gotten a lot of a lot of ink, uh, or virtual ink, or however you describe it. It's been getting a lot of burn. Um, I mean, it, it, it is pretty massive, though. Y- y'all are gonna be y'all are gonna be excited. Um, what are we most looking forward to? Uh, about Friday night And you can't You can't wimp out And say like Oh basketball's back I, I want some specifics About you know I mean maybe you want to see You know You want to see UNCG in person um, But what are we most excited about Ferber what are, you, what are you looking forward to the most About basketball season being here And specifically this game And this opener
2: Yeah I mean It's just great to have basketball back um, Seriously no, I'm just kidding I'm, I should not I'm just kidding I have um, a mute I mean, button I'm I can get... mute your line I can, I can do that <laughs> Well, I mean, I get to go first. I get the easy one. I'm going to say I'm excited for all the new faces uh, in UVA's lineup. Obviously, Uh, you got two guys that sat on the bench all last year um, in Jay Huff and DeAndre Hunter, who will make their uh, debuts—long-awaited debuts. A lot of people thought they could have played last year, and they certainly could have. It. Well, they certainly could have played last year, but I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad choice. It's just they were probably they could have played in some role. We just don't know what that role would have been. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they fit in with the rotation. Um, and that's the other facet of, of all these new faces, including, uh, those two and Nigel Johnson who transferred from Rutgers and, um, Marco Anthony. I mean, his role is still kind of TBD at this point. So, uh, seeing how all those guys fit in with the veterans that return will be interesting. And then how that forms the rotation that Tony will start the season with. He always seems to kind of start with one and then he kind of tinkers his way towards the one he wants to roll with in ACC play. So, um it'll be interesting to see how out of the gate he kind of views the team and how many minutes each guy gets.
0: What do you think uh what do you think Dave?
1: Well, I mean, it'll be nice to be able to watch the first basketball game and not have, you know, I, I was just thinking back. I mean, I believe for the last 3 or 4 years at least, we've talked before the first game be like if they come out and lay an egg in this opening game, as bad as football season has been, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, you don't have that fear. Football, football is actually good. Um, as far as the team, I mean, Justin stole everything, so I appreciate it. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to the jump. Too easy layup. <laughs> um, No, I mean, honestly, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's been so long since this team wasn't led by London Perante. So um, does the – I am just kind of want to see – you know the personality of this team. Are are they more offensive minded? Are they? Do they look early in the shot clock? Um, what happens in the crunch time? Who does the ball go to? So I mean, there's a lot of just little. Who replaces London? Um, that I, I don't think is one guy, um, but not just London the player, just kind of the the presence he had over the team, um, which obviously won a lot of games, but at times frustrated some fans that you know was he the reason we waited so long at the shot clock? Um, I think we won't get all the answers tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see. I feel like
0: i I think I'm most excited to see Nigel um though I did hear um one of the little whispers out of the scrimmage, and if you were thirty some minutes into this podcast you i'm I'm okay. Uh, is that he had he he was shooting it really really well earlier in practice and through the scrimmage the first the blue and white and then the last couple of weeks things have, have kind of uh, dried up on him a little bit um so he's had to sort of impact the game in a you know in a different way and um I'm really interested to see what his impact is um, both uh, on the offensive end in terms of getting into the offense a little quicker and getting to the lane and being able to kick. Uh, but also defensively, is he able to to play the pack line the way we've kind of come to expect and what's that mean for UVA? How do they kind of balance him and tie? Um, we'll get to starters later because um, I just uh, – it's not a prop bet per se, but I'm just curious what, what we think uh, the lineup will look like. Um, but I think that's the thing I'm, I'm I'm most excited about. I would say that Dave's point about football is interesting because – I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like I think UVA fans aren't excited for basketball, but in, in just looking at the the clicks uh, and and kind of the the discussion and stuff, it's it's been interesting to sort of see it kind of play out this year. Um, UNCG not exactly a um, you know kind of a marquee opponent uh, to open the season with, but it that is a team that went out and beat North Carolina in its uh, exhibition the other day, um, so. I mean, I'm not really sure what to make of that. Um, what do, are you guys? I don't Is this weird to say? Worried about UNCG, Dave? Are you worried about UNCG?
1: I'm not worried about UNCG. Uh, <laughs> no, man. I, I think well, don't Virginia say it is. like that. No, I mean Virginia can. Like this team doesn't have a established post score, and you know, assuming, assuming we see what we see, saw last year, it, you know, they were prone to droughts, so. Sure, anyone can beat you with a three-point line. Um, and UNCG is good enough, if they're playing well, to beat you. They're, I don't want to pick on some other teams, but we played some other teams in openers I would be a lot less worried about than UNC Greenboro. Do I expect Virginia to lose? No. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't want to make make UNC Greenboro seem like a team that can't beat us. Um, but if Virginia plays well, it shouldn't be a problem.
0: For you're obviously tasked with the preview what what are your g- typical i mean general sort of thoughts about uh about uncg god I can't remember. are they the what are their mascot are they the the spartans spartans um what are your general uh thoughts about the spartans and and uh do you have any any worry about this for uva
2: not really um i mean it's one of those things where it, it, it would be kind of weird to be worried about it um, I mean, it, it, if they came out and lost, then you could be worried. But until that happens, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, UNCG was pretty close to making the NCAA tournament last year. Um, they won, I think, 25 games in the SOCON, and, um, and they played UVA in the opener last year, and UVA still beat them handily, I think it was by like 25 points down in Greensboro. So they returned a few guys from that team, um, a few players of note, uh, that that can score a couple guards that can shoot um, from the outside and a big man or two that played a decent amount last year. Um, it is worth noting that they did this jamboree thing last weekend at UNC with some of the other schools in the state and uh, in a 13, I think it was 13 or 12 minute scrimmage against Carolina. They they beat them. Um, I think it was like 42 to 24 or 42 to it was they won by like 10 points. Um, But again, we don't know the format of that scrimmage and which players played in that scrimmage, so it's kind of hard to say uh, exactly what that means, but uh, they're a pretty well-coached team from what I can tell. Um, They should be in the top half of the SOCON, Um, but again, I mean, that's not the type of team that wins the last time UVA lost a home game like that. Um, It's been years, so uh, I mean, I think UVA should probably win comfortably, but uh, it's it's better to start with teams like this, I think, than, than like a, uh, I mean, Dave said he didn't want to pick on schools, but like a Miak, like a bottom of the Miac type team that they played in the past, like the, uh, you know, 350 range RPI type team uh, that you just learn nothing about your team because they win by 45 points, so I don't think it'll be like that. I think UNCG is a competent team um, that, that can at least make UVA work through some possessions, but I don't think that. They're gonna win a game or anything like that.
0: What um, as we look forward, I, I want to ask like prediction wise. Um, I I don't think we want to go through the whole season, but where do we? How are we feeling, Dave, about the season in general? If you if you want to talk about the ACC, you want to talk about non conference, uh, you have at it. I I'm, I just let's let's start generally. How are you feeling about the season and and do you think people are sleeping on them?
1: I mean, it's hard to say they're sleeping on them. I mean, um, I expect Virginia to figure, finish higher than they're picked, but I don't expect them to finish first in the ACC. Um, I would not be shocked, but I don't expect it. Um, I think Virginia finishes somewhere fourth or fifth in the ACC, and I don't know if you can call that, oh, my God, look how bad you guys were. You picked a sixth. Um, but just so many questions in the ACC with you know Louisville and all the stuff going on there. You know, if Padgett's able to get those guys focused, they still have talent. And if they're able to play with Bowen, they have a lot more talent. Um, You know, Carolina's playing without the NCAA burden over them anymore. Um, Players probably not going to class as we speak. Uh, You you know, Duke's reloaded. Um, You know, ACC is the ACC. It's good every year. Um, And this will be one of the younger teams Tony's had in quite a while. So it's, even though we've got some experience back top to bottom it's a pretty young roster compared to what he's worked with in the past Um, when we were really successful save for maybe the the ACC title team was probably this young which kind of blows my whole argument up but the uh you know Tony you've talked to Tony we've heard him talk I mean Tony's a a big believer in juniors and seniors you know that that's what he likes in a system it takes a while to learn the pack line um with so many new pieces between Dre and Jay and nigel and even colin ty who played minutes last year but also had games where they played nothing um how how long is his leash you know as they play the pack line and and, and games that matter so it's it's going to be an interesting season um look tony bennett's proven to me at this point that i I don't need to worry he's going to figure out how to win some games um as far as friday night goes like you want to see Greenboro Greensboro is a pretty good team. I like I believe didn't they finish they went to the NIT last year? That's right, because they played um they did, yeah, they they lost played Syracuse after game. after mm-hmm. Bayham made the comments about Greensboro. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah, they don't, don't think they ended up playing at Syracuse. Um they lost that game, but they score. I mean, uh, they score uh, when I looked earlier, I think they scored seventy in almost every game last year. So they're a team that can shoot and put some points on the board. Um, I, I think we're going to see Virginia open up the offense against against them a little bit, drive to the basket. I'm really excited to see all the pieces fit together. Um, I think a guy we haven't talked about enough this year is Devin Hall. I mean, I, I think he can, if he puts it all together, like we've seen a lot of guys do in their final year, at Virginia uh, just adds one more one more weapon and, and a guy who can get to the get to the basket and open things up. Um, so it, I'm just excited to see everything, man. I'm, I'm ready for it to get here. I'm not gonna put a score for tomorrow. I think Virginia wins comfortably.
0: Okay, stop saying tomorrow because it's Wednesday. And I'll you're be freaking Friday. Me out. Well, no, um, no, because I know, the but people, post tomorrow. its not even the day after. Well, it is the day after tomorrow. <laughs> but you, but like,
2: I, but it is for the people I know, listening. For the people listening,
0: that's great. But that. I'm sorry, I'm saying stop saying that because we already say what date it is when we record the show, and you're freaking me out. I'm like, I don't have to go to a game tomorrow night. Stop it. Um, before Ferber goes, I want to. I want to share my own thoughts because I like being a rebel um look i I think this team is ridiculously talented and the ceiling for this squad is is super high uh consider this not only does the, does the does the roster have a lot of experience coming back in minutes played um I, I think in a lot of ways in college basketball right now um if you don't have threes and fours, who can play multiple positions and and shoot You're in a, in a world of hurt And for the first time in a while Virginia's going to be able to space the floor And really put other teams at an offensive disadvantage Excuse me, defensive disadvantage How many times have I talked to you guys Over the past few years And said, man, but you know I really wish Virginia would focus on It's offensive um, advantage and, and make more of it they finally can they finally can do that and and move some pieces around and try to try to make teams essentially defend them while also having to run their their offense against the pack line this i think is the blueprint and yeah i sound i sound a little bit way out there because i'm i'm saying a lot without having seen a single minute but i genuinely think this is this is the way virginia basketball succeeds and and gets to a high level i'm not saying it's going to happen this year but what i mean by that is it's not going to be about traditional, um, a traditional point guard without athleticism, um, or a traditional big uh, who can score but is can't cover the lane. Like those are positions of the past. In this era of college basketball, you have to have guys with length who can shoot. And right now, Virginia has that, and they have various other guys who can also shoot. And I and I think that the depth aspect of this team, the way the different pieces fit together. I probably would feel a little bit better if they had one low post guy who had an actual low post game that they they could pump the ball. If they had an Anthony Gill on this roster, um, I would feel even more um, excited about it. But I, I really like this team. I, I like the, the potential. I think the ceiling is extremely high. But I also think the floor is lower. And what I mean by that is there are a bunch of dudes who are offensive-minded, who are still adjusting to the pack line, even if they've been there a year and they're all light like they are all in need of more cheeseburgers. Actually Mike Curtis and Randy Bird would be upset with that. They would say uh you know grilled chicken uh or whatever. Um I'll probably bake chicken actually if it's probably healthier. Anyway, I digress. The point is is that this is this has a tendency like very few Tony Bennett teams where the ceiling is so high and the floor so low And so there's a roller coaster effect where As you bounce between those two extremes This one has that And I'm not saying it's going to happen Friday night against UNCG But like that VCU game could be weird And there are a handful of games this season I think before you get into the like the real thick of ACC play uh, That could be weird um, That game in Morgantown could be weird um, So I, just, I, I feel like fans are in for A different type of UVA season Because this is a different type of UVA team um, what about you, Ferber? What are, what, are, what are some of your expectations or uh, long term thoughts for the squad?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think they have a lot of talent on the roster. I'm not worried about the talent. Um, you know, a lot of people have talked about this being a different kind of team and, and the expect, you know, there's a lot of question marks, but the, I don't think talent is a question mark. I think the question is how do the pieces fit together? Um, you know, who becomes your primary scorer? Uh, Who are your role players that you can trust? Uh, Who becomes your elite defender? I mean, I think we know the answer to some of these questions, but we have to kind of see some of it on the court, right? And I I think that they have a high ceiling, but I think that their floor is low more in the consistency department. It's going to be more, like you said, it's going to be certain games kind of get a little hairy here and there. Um, You're going to probably drop some games that maybe you weren't expecting to lose. They're going to put up some clunkers probably offensively here and there. It's just going to happen. Um, as guys kind of get the more defined roles. But I think that, like you said, about having versatility in your offensive lineup is so important. um They have a point guard for the first time in a long time. No disrespect to Lennon Perantis, obviously, who did a fantastic job for four years, you know, commanding this offense. But they finally have a guy that can slice through the defense and make plays. And, uh, if everything that everybody's saying about his shooting ability, this uh, since he's gotten to UVA is true, then then obviously he's a very multi multi dimensional player um, who can impact the game. And then you you know you have the uh, factor of a lot of younger guys that got some experience these last few years, getting one year older in the system, and uh, you know just getting bigger and stronger, and and also just more confident with their ability and getting coached up more. I mean we've seen players under Tony Bennett you know, make the leap from one year to the next. So I'm excited to see what Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome can do this year. Um, Kyle in particular, I think he's going to have a bigger offensive year than people are are giving him credit for at this point. So um, I I do do have a little bit of uh, nervousness about the interior offense. Um, That was a weakness last year, and uh, the personnel hasn't really shifted a whole lot there. It's just going gonna, gonna to come down to improvement by guys like Jack Salt and Isaiah Wilkins, and obviously Isaiah, it's good to have him back healthy after he missed a crucial stretch of the season uh, at the end of the year last year, so having him back is huge. Um, I'm not going to get all brazen daring and pick them to win the ACC or anything like that, but I think that they're a team that can challenge um, for the top of the league like they have the last few years.
0: I'm going to ask you a question. And I'm not going to give you any information about the way you should answer it. I just want you to answer it. All right, Dave, here you go. (laughs) The secret to UVA season is?
1: Uh, I think it's finding a point guard, uh, whether it's not necessarily one guy, but figuring out how to replace a point guard. Because, look, you can come down. I think we'll see the team get a little more – little more opportunistic on offense and, you know, push a little bit to try to score and transit uh, transition, especially with as many guys as you have the potential to have on the floor at one time, even in the, in the bigs with Hunter and, and Huff and, um, Mamadi even who are able to, you know, to kind of take the ball and go, but, you know, who's going to be the one who's, who initiates the offense, you know, late in the game, needing a shot. Um, you know, London w- was a master at that, um, you know, is it going to be Ty? Is it going to be, is it going to be Nigel? Um, that that's how the ACC plays, and the way Virginia plays defense. Even though they win a lot, there, there's possessions you know, where they need to score to kind of, you know, push. Sometimes Virginia pushing a lead to six is, is so huge with the way they make defensive stops. Um, so, you know, for me, that's it. Whether it's Nigel or or Kyle with the ball, or Devin running the offense, or, or Ty, um, just figuring out a way. So that the team knows, um, the team is confident in it too. So,
0: Ferber, same question to you. Secret to UVA season is
1: Jumbotron. Wow. Um,
2: no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think it's leadership. Uh, I think you know the the void that London Project leaves is not just his on court ability as a scorer and facilitator and defender. I think also um, for years now, I mean. You look at the leadership handoff for the, for this program since twenty fourteen. Uh, you know it goes from Akeel and Joe to uh, Malcolm and, and Justin Anderson and uh, and Darian, and then from them it goes to Malcolm by himself pretty much, and then London and and, and Ag I guess. Um, and now it's who's that guy? I mean, Devin Hall has been a very good role player for this team and and emerged as a as a capable scorer last year. But um, him and Isaiah Wilkins, the two seniors on this team, are going to have to kind of, like, take that mantle uh, on their own now. And uh, not just, you know, what they say. I mean, a lot of guys lead by example. Some guys lead by how, what they say to the team. But also it's going to be who wants the ball at the end of the games. Um, you know, who's who's picking guys up when they're not having a good game. Um, London had a very good way of, you know, kind of, like, I know that I need to get this guy the ball because he's having an off night, and uh, I want to get him going, or or stuff like that. I mean, he was really good about getting you know getting players involved in the offense to try to get everybody going, and it'll be interesting to see if somebody can take that mantle over as like a primary score, or you know, just a clutch time guy, or or somebody that can rally the team uh, going forward. So I think that that's a that's a big piece that has to be ironed out. And I'm not saying that Devin and Isaiah aren't great leaders, but um, this is going to be their time to shine. I think in that in that way.
0: I think that the secret to UVA season is Kyle Guy. And the reason I say that is because watching them last year, they were a different team when he was getting consistent minutes and he was and he was himself. Um I think he's stronger. I think the hydration thing and fatigue is important that Coach Curtis talked about in the uh, Q and A. But I think this team is different when it has a guy that it can that can score in bunches. And that dude can score in bunches. And if he's able to play defense the way we know Bennett wants him to play defense and he's able to stay on the floor and he's able to make the contributions that I think sort of matches skill set he's going to have a a big season and Virginia's going to have a a, a big season I I really do believe this year as he goes so too will go the Cavaliers like when he's playing well they'll win when he he doesn't play well they'll lose Um, and I know that sounds super simplistic because there's a whole lot of pieces around him Somehow or another, we've managed to talk this whole time about basketball and not really focus on Mamadi Diakite, who continues to be the most like uh, <laughs> I don't want to say forgotten four-star uh, super athlete uh, that uh, that I can remember. But ultimately, I just think that that Kyle is is going to be um, is going to be hugely uh, uh, important. I mean, I I don't think you can overstate just how important he's going to be, not just in terms of Points he scores, shots he takes, defense he plays, but his maturity, the way he's able to to sort of can he take that Justin Anderson step where you know that when when Simba went from being like almost a distraction to being the heart and soul of the team, that's what you need from Kyle. And you need him to start taking that you need him to start making that transition now because Virginia needs it now. Um you guys are talking about guys who are, you know, gonna take a shot late in the clock or um, you know, leadership and things like that. I think that's Kyle. I think leadership wise, the three captains are going to be important. Um, but I think everybody understands that the real, the real talent on this team is in that 2016 class. And this is the year where they got to start paying dividends. Um, but I think it's going to be a great season and certainly will be an interesting one for a variety of reasons. Um, as I wrote in my three, two, one on the on the pre season preview, like it's been a long time, 138 games since Leonard Perrantes wasn't on the roster. Um, it sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? And that certainly could be a situation that UVA is finding itself in very soon. But uh, I think that's a very good place to put a pin in it. We will be back next week to talk about a couple of uh, basketball games at that point, as well as to uh, to preview uh, what could be an extremely interesting matchup down in uh, Miami Gardens, Florida, um, on the on the gridiron as the Cavaliers continue on to finish out their regular season. Uh Ferber in the um in your um in your uh five to watch or whatever you you said something like such and such in the rest of the season and I was like, uh 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 no, we gotta say start singing regular season. Gotta get gotta get used to that. Um
2: That's true. And and I put that bowl information thing on the message board and I was like, What is this stuff? <laughs> what is I don't this even bowls? know. Bowls. What are, what are these games? And I actually had to I mean I'm pretty tuned in with how this stuff works and I had no idea how the bowl selection process for the ACC worked. It's been too long, right? I mean, yeah. I haven't ridden for the site since they were That's true, eligible, yeah.
0: So, um, so uh, but I want to thanks thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show, as always, for giving us a listen. And, and of course, thanks to, to Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time. Um, but we will be back uh, with you next week. So, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.